Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Future of uh, Customer Service uh, podcast, where we analyze the latest in artificial intelligence, how to deal with your customers, progress, and the future. And today, I'm really happy to have here with us John Stroud and Jennifer Schelling, uh, both founders at a company called AI Guides. So my first question here for you guys is, who are you and what is AI Guides? Well, as you know, my name is Jen. Thanks for that introduction. Um, and yeah, I'm a data scientist. Um, I have a focus in artificial intelligence, machine learning. I also have a background in cognitive science. And uh, I have a data science company in Ottawa, Canada, that's focused on you know, design and implementation of these systems. But I was very excited to come together with John to uh, push forward AI guides because we both share this really strong conviction that um, it's not just about the technology. So it's about the human piece plus the tech piece. Um, and I, I'm coming in sort of from the tech side and John, I'll turn it over to you to talk to talk with the human side. Sure. So I'm in Ottawa, Canada as well, and I am not a data scientist. My background is in the humanities. And so I spent about 20 years in the public service, uh, like the government of Canada. So I, I, my last job there was an executive where I was responsible for like a, a large team and an organization of, of 8,000. And uh, my responsibilities were around strategy, HR, corporate services. And while I was there, uh, I got really intrigued about the possibility about how technology and people could work together. And I got so excited about it that I decided to, to leave the job and set up shop on my own to help other companies uh, with the same area. And then in terms of what AI guides is, well, it's Jen and I coming together and we are consultants. And we are who entrepreneurs are calling if they are worried that they're falling behind in AI and they don't know what to do about it. The, the origin for the company came about a, a year ago. We were, we were at a coffee shop and we were just comparing notes on our respective projects. And we noticed that often these AI projects get off track because decision makers get matched to the wrong solutions. And so we thought it would be so much better if we could uh, connect with decision makers earlier in the process to give them independent advice, vendor agnostic advice on what was the best solution for their environment. And so that's how AI Guides was born of us serving as matchmakers between clients, decision makers, and vendors out there so that they got the best fit for their environment. Wow, that's fantastic. That's, uh, that's fascinating, right? That the combination of humanities and uh, science to create a company that uh, the way I understand is to, is to kind of uh, prevent these kind of uh, fiascos, right? When, when exactly. before, yes. <laughs> before they happen, in, precisely uh, in deploying yes. and deploying uh, uh, AI. That's that's amazing. So I've been. Uh, and by the way, uh, let me 
uh, tell the audience, right? There is a website, it's aiguides.co, right? This is what uh, you have the, the corporate website. That's, that's, uh, that's amazing. There's a lot of material that I would say, I would uh, ask my, the, the audience to go there and take a look. And one of the thing, things that I, that I saw there is uh, this sentence, and it kind of starts with, the, with your pitch, right? It says, many AI projects fail. That's kind of the, 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 the point there. So of course, I'm really intrigued by that because you know we sell AI projects as well. So <laughs> the question is, why do you think is that? Why do you think uh, many or some AI projects fail? But what do you think about that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'll take this one on um, because as I sometimes say to John, this is kind of the not so secret secret in the industry right now that this is a thing. It's, it's an issue that uh, people are tackling. And I think one of the reasons for that, a big reason for that is that, I mean, we know already that even just, um, well, I wanna say plain Jane IT or software development projects are really, really hard to get off the ground and make a success. And then when you add the AI machine learning part into the mix, that just, that just really multiplies the challenges in, in some quite specific ways. Um, in particular, there's a really strong interaction between the technology itself, like the algorithms and the data, and then the infrastructure required for that. And if you do not get those aligned really, really well, then you're, you're gonna have a lot of issues. So that's, that's, to me, that's a big, big piece. That's actually why I'm excited about the AI as a service options like offerings like yours because i think it can help to mitigate some of those risk factors got it got it absolutely so there the the role is is for you guys to be like a consultant right or or an advisory role where you say okay before uh, you know engaging in this and that uh, technology or technology stack let's take a look to what you're trying to solve right so what, what, how do you do that? What is, what, is, uh, what is the most important thing when it comes to, to first uh, having an, an, advi an, an advisor and what is the role and the, kind of the, the way that you, you deploy your, your, your con consultancy, let's say? Sure, sure. Well, so absolutely. So, so first of all, we do think having an advisor is important um, because as, like I was saying, there's a lot of moving pieces. So I mentioned the technology pieces, infrastructure, data, but then you also need to have a very good custom fit with your particular organization, your particular business goals. And so you really need someone to come in and say, look, here's the landscape. We need to understand exactly where you are on that landscape and exactly what other pieces that are out there can help you. Um, and, and we think that, um, you kind of need someone who isn't necessarily attached to one particular part of that landscape to, to be that guide. And so that's kind of what we do. We start out by sort of at a high level, um, getting to know your situation, what your use cases are. Then we move on from that into more of a deep dive. Let's really look at where you sit on this landscape, get into the weeds a little bit. And it's only at that point, um, after we've gone through all of those pieces that we would say, okay, based on who you are, where you are, what your goals are, here's where we think you should head. Um, so that's that's basically our, our strategy. Got it, got it. So it's like understanding the problem and what is the use case and the kind of objectives and say, uh, say okay, 
that's if you if that is what you want to accomplish this is the technologies out there that that uh, that help help uh, with that right so so i'm assuming that uh, in order to do that and that's how we, you and you know uh, me we, we we know each other right working together uh -huh. on some some specific of this of this project right uh, so i'm assuming that you have to on one hand you know be talking to a lot of customers potential customers potential companies that are uh, dealing with uh, potentially AI and then AI companies, right? Uh, and how, how, do you, how do you do that? How do you manage to, to all these relationships? John, do you want to talk sure. about that one? Yeah. Yeah. And so it uh, it's about keeping track of like, what some of the developments in the industry are. Plus, we're networked into a couple of different communities that have an interest in exponential technology. And so it's trying to stay up on the latest literature and being connected with the community. The hardest part is understanding and being abreast of all of the new offerings that are coming out because there are so many different ones and uh, there's just a lot of good choices out there for people. So that's the, that's the good part. The, the hard part is trying to, to decide from the dozens or hundreds of choices that might be uh, relevant for them, uh, what's, you know, what's the best fit. Totally. I was talking to Garner the other day, and they, of course, they they talked to uh, many companies, and they the guys told me that uh, just just in the space of chatbot, which is one of our areas, right? But just in that space, they have counted two thousand competitors. Yeah. So that's crazy, and and just just that makes AI guides yeah. a lot of sense because like <laughs> how gonna how am I supposed to choose? I cannot have an RFP. And have uh, you know two thousand companies running in there? That's not that, that's nuts. So it, it and, requires exactly. And so you know we we wouldn't profess to know all of those chatbot companies, but we reach out to people and then engage with the vendors. So just like we sat down with you to get uh, some detailed specs on how it works and so forth, so we can do a vetting process. That way, you know, we're not saying that we know. Uh, every good vendor out there, but what we're saying is that we know good vendors, and it's it's possible to tell a good one from a bad one, and that the all of the names that we recommend to a client has gone through that vetting process. That makes that makes a lot of sense, and uh, kind of a, diminishes the risk of uh, going Precisely. south with one of these of these projects, particularly in a space. And I don't know if you agree, right? But is in, in a space on one hand. Very exciting, a lot of uh, things, and uh, of course, uh, Jennifer, as a data scientist, you know that the, the, the amazing uh, outcome and results that are possible. But as well, there is a big hype around the, the entire uh, AI, and uh, yeah. some some of the potential outcomes are sometimes exaggerated, right? So I guess that's one of the things that you have to make your customers realize that you know what what is realistic on on the, on the approach. Absolutely. And you, you do sometimes have to get under the cover, you know, open, open the hood to get a sense of that. Um, so I think that that's a really important kind of piece of this process. There's that piece seeing, you know, what is the like actual functionality of, of this piece of technology. And then there's also that matching piece because, um, you know, if we, as you say, if we just look at the chatbot landscape, I'm willing to bet that all of these chatbots have a slightly different technology under the hood. They're all going to perform in slightly different ways. So some of them are going to match well for a particular use case. Some of them are going to match well for another use case. So there's there's the hype piece you have to 
sort of get past. And then there's the actual, what is the really specific functionality when you start to look under the hood as well. Yes. Just for the chatbots, I, some of them, they're what I call glorified menus. So it's essentially <laughs> yeah. like, yes. okay, yes. so I can, you can yes. click A, B, or C. Yeah. I, can, I cannot type anything. So what, what, I mean, a bot, okay, but what is the chat? part of the chatbot were here. So it's more like work a menu. Um, guys, could you could you tell us some some experience, some example with uh, you, you know, a specific use case of, of or company that uh, has benefit from from your, your activity? For sure. Uh, I mean uh, one example uh, was so it was a Canadian company and uh, they have uh, x-ray machines uh, all across the country. And if these machines break down, then there's a really big operational impact on them. So uh, the machines were all networked together and they were uh, each generating a lot of data. So what the company wanted to be able to do was to say, okay, we've got all of this data. Are we able to predict when they're most likely to break down so that we can engage in preventative maintenance? And they thought, this seems like the type of problem that AI should be able to assist with. And they were, they're right. Uh, their first call was to a, like a very large, well-known vendor who said, we would be happy to help. And we can provide you with an enterprise solution. And the cost will be about $400,000 and it could take a couple of years. And so their second call was to us. And they said like, that's just beyond our scope. And we, you know, we don't wanna spend that long on an enterprise solution. So what we were able to do with them was define you know, precisely what their requirements are, uh, do a deep dive on how their data, uh, what data they had, what their infrastructure was. And then we ended up matching them just with a boutique uh, shop that was able to come up for with a, a custom solution for them at a fraction of the cost. And so what the what the client liked was well, a there was the savings. It was a lot cheaper to go with a twenty thousand dollar option instead of a four hundred thousand dollar option. But also by making that recommendation to them and connecting them with this vendor, we were able to give them peace of mind. It was a topic where they felt nervous, anxious, uncertain. Uh, it's a complicated field and they were really worried about uh, making a wrong decision. And so by giving them that confidence, we helped move them along their journey from being, uh, you know, lagging behind to being more of a, an industry leader. And they really appreciated that. Wow, that's that's a that's an amazing use case. It's uh, X-ray machines and uh, kind of a predicting, right? Use use the past to to predict the future based on exactly. all that data, which is a classic uh, usage, right? Or a classic use case for for machine learning. That's uh, and absolutely, well, it's it's yeah. really in that ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and twenty grand is very different from four hundred grand, right? So <laughs> so it uh, has that's a big impact and uh, an overall solution. And they, I'm assuming, they were happy with the final result, right? Exactly, and it uh, it was faster, it was easier, and it was just it was just more of what they needed. And uh, yeah, that's so it was a, it was a good result. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So speaking of, of that, right? So which kind of verticals or use case do you do you think they can benefit more from AI, right? This this X-ray machine predicting yeah. uh, uh, engine yeah. is kind of uh, surprising to me. So what else uh, do you think sure. is out there? I mean, this this is a question that it's uh, it's easy to answer and it's and it's hard to answer. It's easy in the sense that there are so many use cases. It makes me think, you know, if we were to travel back in time to the last uh, industrial revolution and you were to ask, well, what are some good use cases for electricity? You know, which industries would benefit from electricity? The answer is is all of them, right? And it's just trying to figure out, well, well, where do you start? And so that's the harder part is, is picking the, the good categories. And so for us, when we try to simplify it and meeting with clients, because sometimes they'll come in with a, like a specific problem, but that might only be a symptom of, of a larger problem in the organization. And so we, we want to make sure that we're you know, broad enough in, in considering uh, what are the use cases. And so we try to bucket them into three main categories. One is around customer experience. And for that, in a, in a number of cases, like an Inventa uh, offering makes sense. So customer service, but then um, operations. And that's where you know the, the predictive maintenance, that would be an example of an operational problem. Very and then specific to that organization, yeah. Yes, thank, thank you. And, uh, and then there's back office support. So it's just, uh, you know, trying to make the, the, the business run a, a little more efficiently on the administrative side. And in terms of verticals where we've been able to apply it, it's certainly in government, but uh, financial services like insurance and even in professional services like uh, law firms. Wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. And yes, as you said, uh, Inventa works, I mean, the uh, artificial intelligence and uh, machine learning are big spaces, right? There's, uh, I, I guess there's always the controversy if machine learning is a kind of AI or if <laughs> AI is a kind of machine learning, there's always, uh, I guess, mm -hmm. that we can have all kinds of opinions. But when it comes to AI and this, the specific of uh, user experience, uh, what, what, is, what is the application of electricity there? I mean, everywhere, right? But what do you see that AI uh, can be changing the way uh, companies and organizations are, are dealing with customers. I'm going to field this one because I think it's really very exciting, um, the, the potential impact that this technology could have in that space. Um, I think that, so the, the short answer to that is basically, I think it's going to have a massive impact. Um, and I, I think the reason for that is that if you think about what customers want, what they what they want in terms of their customer service, customer experience, they're always going to going to it, in terms of the high level, they're, they're always going to want more and they're always going to want better. Like that, that is that is never going to change. That's not, not going to change. Right. The same industrial revolution. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so when you think about it in those terms, you can see how AI technologies, like the inventive technologies, they are going to really enable that. Like I, I'm, a, I'm very much an optimist on that front um, because within the last five to 10 years, we've really seen um, this technology catapult ahead in terms of its ability 
to do natural language processing, text processing, and start to interact with people in a way that's just intuitive and familiar. And so I really see that there's going to be these great, what, what John and I sometimes call these sort of super workforce teams that are gonna be made up of the AI customer experience, customer service part, plus the people. And they're gonna to come together and you know, the AI will be kind of on the front lines, helping people whenever they need it. No more waiting in a queue for an hour to uh, get some help, right? So that's gonna be great. And then on the, on the human side, they're gonna come in when more nuance is required, um, more decision-making, more responsibility for customers in that sense. And so I think it's, it's just a, it's a, I hope anyway, it's gonna be this a really good partnership on that front. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. And um, I guess also right uh, back to the, the initial point, uh, we have seen and we will see as well some fiascos right along along the way, but as well as, uh, as the great successes in many, many use cases, right? Well, and I think one of the, the shifts that has to happen there is moving away from just automation to the intelligent technologies. Because you were talking about the, the chatbots that have, you know, they're really just a menu, basically. They don't have the intelligent part. And to me, that's where the optimism comes from is that the customer service, if you have these intelligent technologies, then they're going to be able to provide that level of service that will be genuinely valuable. Absolutely. And uh, that's what I imagine, right? That uh, you would call using a Zoom call or similar to a customer service, you would talk to a digital person with, if you could say, well, that, that looks like an actual person and is, yeah. is effective, always there, solving my problems, you, you might prefer uh, uh, digital assistance yeah. than uh, than a uh, real one. That's uh, I mean, we are still an inventor tries, of course, to work on that, but uh, we're still from far from having a customer service that is indistinguishable from human. But we'll we'll get there. Pretty sure that uh, everybody is after after that because everyone wants it. Absolutely, and in to some extent, sorry, John, I was gonna say it's okay if they're not completely indistinguishable from humans as as well. Sorry, John, what go go for it? Yeah. And I think that it can also be good for the, the customer service reps too, right? If they're able to offload some of the more routine calls uh, to their digital coworker, then it can be a, a better experience for the customer and for the, the customer service rep. Absolutely. All right. So you guys, you have been working with, uh, with several companies. Uh, I'm assuming talking to hundreds of, of vendors. Uh, and you know a little bit of, of Inventa, right? Uh, we've been working together with some uh, examples and use cases. Uh, what do you think about Inventa? <laughs> it is my pleasure to feel that, that question. And yes, Inventa is great. I mean, we first came across you when we were looking for a good AI as a service for a client. And I'm going to speak to the tech side of things as I sometimes do, but uh, was really excited to see, I, I was looking around, we were, we were talking with you and I was excited to learn about your semantic engine technology and approach because I think it really fits in very nicely with some of the stuff I was saying before where you've done a lot of that legwork to get the technology piece meshing well. And this is really important from that democratization of this technology point of view, because a lot of organizations want to get in on this technology, but they have this problem where they don't have enough data 
to really fully power the technology. So I see you as having kind of found a way to get around that problem with your semantic engine, right? Where you can say, no, we, we've done a lot of the initial uh, work for you and we have supplied sort of the initial power to the engine. And now you can benefit from that by bringing your specific use cases to us. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited right. about your offering. Thank you, thank you so much. And I can tell you that uh, um, some, uh, sometimes we talk to uh, data scientists, right? And then when they see the semantic model, they say, well, that's not data. And they, well, it is data. It's just <laughs> a lot of data pre is the data that we already, I mean, if you speak English and you live in America, you have, you know, a trillion things already, right? So, yes. so if you just use the raw bits and bytes of, of language without the nuances of what this language means, then the data, well, you have the opportunity to not really use it the, the way it should be used. So, so that's, that's what we try to do, right? Build this common sense behind the, the, the natural language uh, uh, information, which is to me, what makes the, and, and that's my personal opinion, that among all the AI problems that uh, the technology is, is facing, driving cars, self-driving cars, playing Go, predicting uh, um, the future. I believe that human natural language is the most complicated. And, uh, and that's, yeah. that's the analogy that I use. It's like, hey, you know, we, we, by now we should have a lot of self-driving cars driving around our cities and they're not there. So it was not as easy, but you know who is doing that? No problem. Cats, dogs, you know, pigeons, they do that. They don't, you, don't, you will not see a dog crashing against the tree. <laughs> no, they've got it figured out. Just yeah. by accident, they are smart. However, you will not see a dog speaking English. That's another, yeah. that's a whole other yeah. level. So that's the way we, I tried to think on, on in terms of, of, yeah. uh, of the eye. Listen, I will be talking to you guys for, for hours. That's, uh, that's amazing. And, uh, and I really, really appreciate your time. Um, what would be the best way for um, our audience to, to find you, to, to locate you, to get in touch with you guys? The easiest way is to go to our website. So we're AI Guides, plural, AIGuides.co, C-O. So uh, if you go there, then there's an opportunity just to book a, a meeting with uh, me and Jen. And if you've got a problem, uh, we'd be really happy to talk about it. See if uh, AI Amazing. can help you with it. Amazing. All right. So John, Jennifer, thank you so much. For the audience, remember AIGuides.co. That's what is going to prevent your next uh, fiasco. So don't, <laughs> don't forget that, uh, that website. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you.